Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us today for our next episode of Mixed Messages with Jeff Bogue. My name is Joe Caruso, and I'll be your host as we dig into today's topic. Well, from news sources to comedians, from friends to advertisements, it seems everyone has an idea of how we should think, live, and make decisions. And when even the experts sound convincing, but they disagree, how can we cut through the noise? How do we sift through all the information overload and choose what governs our lives? Well, our leadership here at Grace has been processing these things and praying for all of us, so we want to offer a resource to navigate some of the day's most pressing topics and questions. Jeff, other than mimicking me physically over there, how you doing, buddy? (laughs) I'm good. I was just asking, how do we address these things? It's the, I know most of our listeners uh, listen through a podcast app, but for those of you that get the benefit of watching on YouTube, you get the, about every four episodes or so, Jeff will physically mock me while I go through our intro. (laughs) That's right. So, uh, because I'm not afraid of him if everything's like caught on camera. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Other than that, he could smash me pretty good. Kyle, turn it off. Turn it off. I always Um, tell the story of the time that, um, I forget what I was doing. I was harassing you and you literally just threw me over your shoulder. <laughs> yeah, I was showing um, Jenny Baird something in the office on her computer. You came up behind me and started tickling me. And so I just turned around, threw you over my shoulder and continued with Jenny. <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous. It's a little bit, a little bit. Well, um, yeah, that's the benefit of Jeff sitting through. I think we're on somewhere around episode 39 or so Ooh, right now. We should have got a cake. Yeah. <laughs> For 39 holds that special place in our heart because yeah. really it's three times 13 and you know how 13 no I'm just kidding I'm making this up as we go um, very very good well let's we have another uh, submitted question for us today and boy as I was reading this question it's a simple question I just hear so much emotion in it um, yeah. and so here here's what they wrote why does God create humans that he loves only to judge them to hell and I feel like there's paragraphs and paragraphs of that person processing this behind that simple question. Yeah. But um, Jeff, um, help us, you know, pastorally, how do we navigate that? I'll just say that question. <laughs> okay. So I, I think we have to parse the question a little bit. So I don't, I don't have it directly in front of me. So make sure that I'm saying this right. Why does God create humans he loves only to what? To judge them to hell. Okay. To judge them to hell. Okay. So... That is a big question, and um, that is a uh, a difficult question when it comes to understanding God. Th- this is what I would say. The question is not a fair question mm. right now. I don't mean that in an insulting way. If you submitted this question, thank you for doing that. I'm not. I'm not trying to like be a jerk to you. But I'm saying the premise is not a fair premise, right? So um, that would kind of be like saying, why does a lifeguard let people swim only so that they could drown, right? It's, it's not a fair question. Sure. So the, the, I would shift the question around a little bit to, to be quote, end quote, fair to God <laughs> <laughs> um, if, if you do that. So when you're thinking about heaven and hell the bible says that one of the realities that we have to embrace we do embrace this as a christ follower if you're not a christ follower the bible would say it's still your reality and the reality is the bible says that we do not f- battle against flesh and blood but against principalities powers and and, and forces of the dark realm so the bible would say this that 
our reality as a human being in many ways is more spiritual than it is physical. Hmm. Christ followers have accepted that and believe it. Non-Christ followers, not all of them, but generally would say, I don't accept that. The obvious, I, if I can't touch it, see it, prove it, then I don't believe in it. That's what they would say, but they don't even believe that because I, I it's probably another podcast, but sure. I call it the problem of love. Yep. You can't touch, see, prove, scientifically prove love, but you all long for it and want it. So they're, they're, But when you look at us as human beings— we were created with a soul. The bulk of who we are is our soul, right? So we would I, we would not look and say, my body is who I am. Uh, that's why we would complain about our body. Uh, we would say my uh, – some would say our emotions. I would say our soul is who we actually are. So we are mostly a spiritual creature as a human being. So the Bible would say – you know what, that's true, and the Bible would say, so as a spiritual creature, what you have to remember is that you live in more of a spiritual realm than a physical one. Mm. And in that spiritual realm, there is what the Bible would say, Satan, there is his demons, and then there is our human nature, our sin nature, etc., right? In the ba- and the Bible would say that in that spiritual realm, we are battling against flesh and blood. So as a human being, I'm born into a battlefield, right? And there's this spiritual war raging around me. Now, the premise of that question would be, if God loved me, I would never be born. Hmm. Sure. Right? And so that, that's, that would be the solution to that. If God really loved me, I would never be born. Therefore, I would never experience the pain of life or worry about separation from God and hell. And I would go back, and I, again, I would challenge that premise. I know this is super philosophical, so if you're on a run right now, don't lose your balance. But <laughs> but um, we would ask the question, I would ask the question, does a loving God let you exist or does a loving God let you not exist? What would you, would you prefer not to exist or would you prefer to exist? Mm-hmm. And when we don't feel good about ourselves, we might say like a teenager, or my, like I wish I was never born. I'm like, but you don't wish that. The fact that you feel pain, the fact that you, in order to feel joy, you have to be able to feel pain. In order to feel loved, you have to be able to feel rejection, etc. Right? It, it's it's part of the human experience. So most human beings who have an instinct to live would say, "No, I want to live." Um, actually, there's parts of my life that I really like, and there's parts of my life that I really don't like. And the question we're really asking is. If God loved me, why does he let me experience parts of my life that I really don't like? Hmm. I'm like, now that's a fair question. Sure, that's a good one, yeah. Right, that's, that's a fair question. Now here's, here's how I then would answer that question. Now, again, if you're riding your bike, try to pay attention to the road. <laughs> I, I know this is, I, we feel like we just entered a phil- philosophy class, but, um, but here it is. The reason that God would do that or does do that is because 
in order to have love, you have to have choice. Yeah. And choice is a big, big deal when it, when it comes to the Bible, it comes to our relationship with God. For me to, to be your friend, Joe, for me to be a true friend, I have to be able to choose not to be a true friend. Yep. Because true friendship is choice. If you were moving and I took, I chose to take the day off, come help you, you'd be like, oh, thanks, man. You're a great friend. Love you. That's wonderful. In order to do that, I have to be able to be a jerk, right? And I have to be able to move away from you. The same thing is true with happiness. Like in order to be happy, I have to be able to be sad. Yep. There has to be a contrast. Uh, in order to be uh, loved, I have to be able to be rejected. So God creates humanity with a soul, that's an act of love, and with a choice. God does not make us love him, right? It's funny, I was studying for this weekend's uh, sermon, I was studying Exodus, actually, way back in the Old Testament. And even when God came to the people of Israel for the first time, he was like, um, I would like to be your God. Would you like to be my people? Uh-huh. He wasn't like, you will be my people. Everybody's a robot. Nobody ever sins. He's like, no, I, I love you, and I'd love to be your God. Would you, would you like to be my people? What does that mean? It means you honor me and obey me. And, and, and they were like, yeah, we're in, right? And then most of the Old Testament is them reneging on their commitment to God <laughs> and God being gracious in his commitment to them. But you have to be able to have those, those choices, right? So God creates me. Most of us are glad that we were alive, that yep. we're alive. God gives me choice. Most of us are glad we have choices. Yep, 100%. We don't like to be told what to do, right? So God creates me. God gives me choice. And then God reveals himself to me. If you're asking this question, you know about God, right? And the Bible says in Romans chapter 1 that all creation knows about God. All creation calls out for God, right? And so that's why human beings are the only part of creation that worship. Cats don't worship, dogs don't worship, trees don't worship. Only human beings would ask a question like this. Only human beings would pray. Only human beings would think about religion, all those kind of things, right? So God instills all of that as an act of his, his love. So God created me. God gave me a choice, and in the case of this particular uh, uh, podcast, God revealed himself to you enough that you would ask this question, right? So who condemns you to hell? And I would argue it's not God. I'm I'm air quoting right now for everybody listening. It's not God. It is us. Uh-huh. Because God gave his only son. Jesus died for us while we were still sinners. Before we ever knew, knew we needed Jesus, Jesus died for us. He made a way for us. God offers forgiveness by grace through faith. You don't even have to earn it. God has done everything he can do. He has shown you the full extent of his love. He's given you a way of escape. And in the case of this podcast and this question, you even know what it is. Right. 
he's not condemning you to hell. He, he's not like randomly being like, you know what, forget it. You're all going to hell. He's not doing that at all. Yep. We condemn ourselves. So there, I, I think it was Timothy Keller one time was writing about this. And he said, he said, eternity is simply the trajectory of your life played out eternally. Yeah, that's good. So if I'm seeking God and I die, my soul, who is me, <laughs> right? So we would say grandma's in heaven. Like we say that all the time. So I, in Christ, I go to heaven and I'm seeking God. I find God and I get to spend eternity with God forever. If I'm rejecting God, who made me, gave me a soul, made himself uh, nothing for me, died on the cross, rose again, gave me the Bible, gave me the church. I know about it. I ask a question. And I keep saying no, 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 no to God. And I die. Me, my soul, simply God says, okay, then no. I mean, if that's what you want, that's what I'll give you. And I'm separated from God eternally in hell. And that's what Romans 1 would say. That Romans 1 would say what God does is he, if you keep rejecting God, he will give you over to your sin. He basically says, okay, if you want me out of your life, I'll, I'll get out of your life. That happens personally. Uh, that happens in churches. And, and Jesus says, I'll remove my lampstand from you. Like mm -hmm. if you don't want to burn bright for me, I'll, I'll take my, my blessing off of you and you guys can be a book club and in an old building. He does that to nations uh -huh. who reject him. You'll see that, especially in the Old Testament, nations will yield or rebel against God. And God's just not a pushy God that way. He's like, I, I've been so clear. I created you to love you. You want to be created. You don't want to have never existed. Uh -huh. right? That's what you want. And so that's all a blessing from me. Um, I'll give you everything you need for life and godliness. I'll give you my son. I'll give you salvation. And if you walk away from that, um, that's not really me saying you messed up once you go to hell. That's you saying, Jesus, I really don't want you a part of my life, and so go away. I I love that simplicity. So thanks for the philosophy lesson. <laughs> um, now I'm going to ask this little bit of a twist uh, question. So if I that I I love that trajectory and eternity thing. Um, if I don't want God, if I decide that something just doesn't click with me, I don't like a, one verse I read this one time. I don't like my perception of the church or something. So I don't want God. Why can't I just choose another religion instead of ending up in hell? Because Jesus said singularly his words. I'm quoting him. He said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. Another part of the Bible says there's one name under heaven by which you must be saved. That's Jesus' name. So the great claim of Jesus and, and because uh, and through Jesus the claim of the Father is there is a singular God and that singular God is is uh, the God of the Christian faith is maybe a way that you would say it to somebody who didn't you know know the Bible well, and so as a Christ follower, I would believe fully that there is one way to eternal life, 
and that is through Jesus Christ, who is my Lord. And I have literally staked my eternal soul Mm -hmm. on that truth. So we do not believe, nor does the Bible teach, that there are there is more than one way to heaven or that God is a force and Mormonism and Islam and Hinduism and Christianity and Judaism are just all representations, uh, earthly representations of that force. Now, I don't believe you have to go to Grace Church to go to heaven. I think it could help. <laughs> sure. You know, because we're going to teach you what the Bible says. But but so is um, a, a lot of great churches in the area and across the world, right? Mm-hmm. We're not the only one. But I do believe you have to receive salvation by grace, through faith, by and through and from Jesus Christ alone mm-hmm. in order to go to heaven. Yeah, it would. I, I thank you for that clarity. I think that even that clarity is a good example of what you just described that we think we would be able to help you understand how to get to heaven. Um, But I think a lot of people, whether they've thought this metaphor out or not, they think that once we die on earth, that we then enter some type of train station where you get to get on whatever train you happen to punch your ticket to. Yeah. And it's like, that's not eternal life. Eternal life is you either return to your maker or you eternally get to go away from him. There is, he's the one that made your soul. There's no turnstile after you die. (laughs) Yeah, and that, and we believe that's what the Apostle Paul said. He said, to be absent from the body is present with the Lord. Uh, Jesus says, I'm going to prepare many rooms for you. If it weren't so, I would, I would told you. Um, So we believe it's through Christ and Christ alone. And and the, one of the unpopular teachings about Christianity today is Christianity is unapologetically by its nature a proselytizing faith right Uh, if you're muslim we don't want you to be muslim we want you to convert and become a christian because we believe jesus is the way the truth life does not mean we hate you does not mean we're going to attack your country that we don't agree with any of that because jesus didn't do any of that he went out of his way to help people who didn't know him know him but it also means that, um, like, uh, if you said, will you accept me as a Muslim? I would say, well, as a person, as a friend, sure. Will you accept the truth of my religion? No, I believe it. the Bible would teach it's a false religion. And you could lay that out into whatever other religion you wanted to uh, believe. Now, I don't believe, I want to be clear about this, I don't believe you have to go to Grace Church. I don't believe you have to be a Baptist. I don't believe you have to be a Methodist. Those are all distinctions within Christianity, and we, I think Christianity overkills all of that, frankly. So I do not believe that the way to heaven is Grace Church. Sure, right, yep. Um, but I do believe unequivocally and unapologetically, but I hope very, very lovingly that Jesus Christ is the only way. Uh, for salvation and then ultimately to heaven. Yeah, the example of being approached by someone of a different religion, a Muslim, um, or any type of religion, that art, that's not an argument because we want to establish that we're correct and establish that they're wrong. It's that we desperately don't want to see this person that that's we correct. have compassion for to end up in hell. Yeah. We want them to be reconnected with their creator, that their soul can find where it belongs. When, when people say the church is too political and this and that, I'm like, I probably agree with you. 
uh, when when the when people say the church has uh, power played over the centuries, I'm like, you're absolutely right. Mm. None of that's my heart, and I don't believe it's the heart of Christ. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that we're ecumenical to the point that we believe that all paths lead to heaven. It's right. like Jesus didn't believe that. Mm-hmm. Um, or he would have refined or amplified Judaism sure. or Gnosticism or all the other religions that were around when when he was here on earth with us. Yeah. So good and so foundational that this is exactly um, why we believe what we believe, but it's important to understand the love behind the reality of eternity, um, not any type of assumption of uh, some type of joy in sending people to eternal punishment. Right. It, 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 God wishes, the scripture says, God wishes that none would perish. Yep. God says that uh, hell was created for Satan and his demons. He, he does not want that for, for you and me. The Bible says he died once for all. He came to provide a way of rescue. He does not want you to go to hell. Mm-hmm. That's why he made himself so clear. Mm-hmm. That's why he lived on earth so that we could understand his heart and mind. That's why he gave and has protected the Bible so that we could see and understand his teachings and the whole heart of God, Genesis, Revelation. That's why Jesus, at the day of Pentecost, you can read about it in the book of Acts, established the church. That's why he gave the church a great commandment and a great commission, right? So this is, God has gone to extraordinary lengths, so much so that you as a listener think about these questions (laughs) and care about the answer. Your dog doesn't. (laughs) Right. Right, your cat is of the devil, anywho. <laughs> right, so like that, like that's only we do as human beings, uh, and that's because God gifted us with a soul. Yeah, so good, so good, and I pray uh, helpful for you as you're listening. If you ask that question, especially, um, but we want to continue to refine and point each other toward. Uh, the loving God of the scriptures to Jesus. Um, If you have questions that you'd like to be addressed here on Mixed Messages, you can always do so by heading to our website at bath.gracechurches.org slash mixed messages. And if we can help you take any steps in your faith journey towards Christ, we would love to help you do that. We'd love if you'd rate our podcast, if you'd subscribe or follow us. And if you want to join us on the weekend, you can always do that here in person in the Akron area uh, or online as well. Well, thank you very much for jumping in with us today as we continue to seek God's voice through all of the mixed messages around us. Catch you next time.